Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. We're gonna do a little countdown here, and then we will stream live to LinkedIn. Here we go now. In five, four, three, two, and you guessed it, one. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and joining us today, folks, we have the oh-so-wonderful Gerhard Komenda, the CEO of Tremendous Aerial Adventures. Gerhard, my man, out in the woods today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Kevin. Of course, of course. So, Gerhard, trees, let's talk about them. What got you into trees? Why do you like them? I'm, how many weeks do you have? I've got all the time um, in the world for you, my friend. Right. Tell me. Well, trees are one of my big passions in life. I, I'm originally from Austria, born and raised, and uh, I became a forester in Europe and um, kind of learned the old-fashioned forestry that is more focused on being a shepherd of the trees and not uh, focused on maximizing board footage production for the logging industry. So um, there's a real connection between me and trees, I, I, I consider myself a tree hugger, um, much to the dismay of some other people, but uh, so it is. And uh, so my my one-legged friends have taught me a lot of things. I, I learned a lot about tree lore, Celtic tree lore, when I came to America in 
2000s about the Native American tree lore and on and on it went. Um, and actually trees brought me to this country. It's, uh, I have two professions. I'm a forester and I'm a social therapist. So I was working with trees, but I was also working with youth at risk, inmates, special needs population, et cetera. And there is a life sharing community in upstate New York, in Copake, where everybody's a volunteer. It's a social experiment. Uh, they have 600 acres um, of forest, and we're looking for a forester that could run a research forest with special needs population. And that's where it gets slim picking. There's only three of us with a degree combination that we know of. And um, so that little choice uh, had to take me. So that's how I came to the US. And I worked there for eight years. I ran a commercial maple syrup operation besides the research forest and really focused on creating old growth forests. What do I need to do? What kind of forest management plan do I need to come up with to make that happen? And that's where you get deep into history, learning about, you know, what was here before the settlers came? What wants to be here, right? And how do I get there? And you have to do a lot of intermediate steps and et cetera. So after eight years doing this full time as a volunteer, I just was done. I was uh, pretty tired because it's a 24 seven job and, uh, it wasn't just a job, it was really a true vocation. And, and I enjoyed every minute of it, but then I left and started a forestry company that was focused on not cutting or logging, but more on, again, writing forest management plans. I live in an area of upstate New York where there is a lot of wealthy landowners that uh, can afford to leave a legacy. And they hired me to write forest management plans for 150, 200 years. And they would have also the means to implement them. So, but after doing that for a few years, I started missing working with people. Uh, again, social therapist, right? So I tried to find a way to combine my work with my one-legged friends and my two-legged friends um, in one. And that's how I got into the business of building aerial adventure parks. It took a little shove by destiny. Um, one park wanted to happen at a ski resort 20 minutes from where I live. And um, they had hired a builder that didn't work out. And um, they knew me and called me if I could do it. And that was the first aerial adventure park in the US that went up. And the rest is kind of history. And we've branched out into all kinds of things. Wow. So, and and so what do you think, Gerhard, like from your experiences have now found its way into your business? Like what were some of the things you wanted to make sure you thought about with these aerial parks before you went out and grew this company? Um well, I'm very much into not just nature, but also natural. Um, stuff. So it was pretty clear any building materials we use have to be green. I wouldn't touch pressure treated wood if you, you know, paid me for it. Not happening. So we use um, naturally rot resistant woods like, like locust and eastern white cedar. And we try to get it locally. So if I build on the west coast where you are, then I actually look for farmed western red cedar instead of shipping 
eastern white cedar from the east coast to the west coast to save you know carbon and um so we made very early on the decision already actually with my forestry company to become a certified b corp which we did and um that was also motivated by my upbringing i'm from austria and austria is uh some people might call it facetiously uh, Bernie land because it's a social democracy. And um, so the, the the mindset is a little different. So the thought of being the CEO of a company and making, you know, a hundred times more money than, you know, the guy who cleans the toilet is just an absurd thought to me. It's just, I, I, I don't understand why there would be such a discrepancy in value, right? I might be the captain of the ship and have four stripes on my shoulders, but if I'm standing on the bridge and yelling to the microphone, you know, full steam ahead, and there's nobody in the machine room, right, then I'm not going anywhere really fast. And so who's more valuable? You know, it's uh, we have different skill sets and different responsibilities. And of course, there should be or it needs to be some variation, but not to those absurd limits and amounts, right? So I just strongly believe that an unchecked capitalistic approach is not going to work it's just will lead to disaster and then the emphasis is really an unchecked right don't get me wrong i like money i like making money i like spending money um all those things so it's not like we all got to live in poverty opposite is true but we got to watch out for each other and not just live by a system that um even legally ties you as a ceo to maximize profits to you know Basically, if you have to rip off your stakeholders, right? You only work for your shareholders. So you you squeeze your suppliers, you 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 milk your customers, you exhaust your coworkers, et cetera. And all that just didn't sit with me. And so we from the get-go structured the company differently. So that's the internal side and externally. I just was watching, even with my own kids, how um, modern media and modern electronics were kind of distorting what I wanted them to learn, right? I wanted them to have knowledge about nature and trees and plants and, you know, medicinal herbs and et cetera, et cetera. But they were rather focused on an iPad and an iPhone. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to um, set a counterpoint to that? And, and so by building stuff that is real fun and real exciting, outdoors in the woods where i don't have to lecture the kids we should go on a hike we should go on a walk right like no if he wants to see either an adventure park or climbing structures or jump towers or zip lines and one of the 50 million things we're doing they just want to go there and they want to go there again and when they're there nobody thinks about using a phone and they're actually not allowed with a phone up on the course so it makes a big difference and especially then including educational elements. So we have started working a lot for zoos and other organizations like the National Arboretum, Botanical Gardens to where there's a lot of education going along with it. So where there's not only signage, but the staff is trained to, to explain, you know, look, this is a, a willow. And did you know that aspirin was actually derived from willow bark on and on it goes right so like what is this what how did the natives use it um 
how can it have benefit in your life? And suddenly nature comes more alive than it usually would, right? It's not just oh, yeah, a bunch of trees, like no, there's a whole world out there that's just not awake yet to, so. That's interesting, Gerhard. And like for me out here, like I'm always talking to our team about surfing and the values you can learn from surfing, uh, especially a big wave, set in your line, fearless and focused, centered and balanced, things like that. What can we learn from the forest, trees, biodiversity that uh, leaders can take as a principle? Ah. Well, that's a, I, I could probably go on forever, but I think uh, what comes to mind first and foremost is uh, what a lot of people know as the three Ps, right? For required for success. Um, patience, persistence, and uh, now I'm blanking on the third one. <laughs> patience, persistence, and perseverance, sorry. So, that's what trees do. They're patiently standing in one place, most of them. Um, and um, no matter if it's a drought or a snowstorm or other adverse conditions, forest fires, they just stand through it. Um, and they are incredibly old creatures. Um, I just gave a workshop at a conference and, and uh, had some pictures with me from the oldest creature on the planet, um, which is 400,000 years old. And it doesn't look like much. It's a, it's a bunch of aspen trees. Um, some people call them poplars in, in Utah. And uh, it's actually not the trees themselves. They're not that big. It's the root system. This root system has been there for 400,000 years. And they just keep sprouting up. So the tree dies, falls over, right? But the root system is still active. And so the next sprout comes up. So it's almost a little bit like mushrooms. We think of mushrooms just as what, what is above the ground, but that's actually just the fruit. The stuff that is underground, the actual mushroom, the mycelia, has, you know, you can't see till you start digging. Um, and it's with Pangea, that's the name of that uh, forest. Um, it's similar. It's just a root system. So, and you have to be incredibly patient and persistent and have perseverance to, to reach that age, right? And to and just imagine 400,000 years. That's unbelievable. And then there's also um, the lesson about being an individual, the tree, and then being something completely different in the community when you're in the forest, the tree in the forest is entirely different than a tree out on an open field. And the forest itself will become its own entity. So it's like a, a group um, in kind of counterintuitive, but it's not a group individual, but a group entity really that is built out of many individual entities. So we know, for example, that they communicate with each other very clearly. That's but now there's lots of scientific evidence and tons of tests have been done where you know you you know, like have three trees, different species, they're not even related to each other. And the experience, one of them experiences a terrible event. Um, you simulate that by 
covering it in black plastic. Uh, no more photosynthesis, no more food, right? No more light, boom. Within a few hours, the tree is starting to stress out and send signals to the other trees. And, and, and no later than within a day, you actually have the other trees funneling through the root system, sugars and starches to that starving tree to keep it alive. Hmm. And it's not just that regional, like there were tests done in, in Glacier National where they introduced a pathogen on one end of Glacier National. And then the, the, they observed the trees on the other end. And within, again, a couple of days, the, the ones on the other end of Glacier, which is really far away, um, started to produce chemicals to fend off that pathogen before it was even there. So there's a lot of hidden communication going on, a lot of very fine things that require a lot of sensitivity and observation. I, I feel it's the same actually for us. And, and if you look around in the world right now, we're starting to lose that, right? It's, it's becoming more and more tribal and me against you and them against the others. And there's, there's no sophisticated communication almost anymore. And uh, also lacks a moral compass, but it's a whole other. I've heard that, load. you know, the mycelium network I've, I've looked into. I know that they communicate. I know mushrooms. I think they, they plugged a mushroom and they, they were able to um, <clears throat> put it to a, basically a, a stereo and they had like sounds coming out of it, which is really interesting to know that nature does communicate and they speak their own language. Um, it's fascinating. Now, now, with that in mind, Gerhard, I want to challenge you. I want you to think about your business and you know, as a tree in this ecosystem. What are some things that you want to make sure your business has? Is it good communication? Um, is it good, good, uh, good roots, a foundation, a network? What are some of those key things that you've learned in your experience that you want to make sure your business has to achieve good growth? I think is mostly recognizing the individuals um, and treating them right. And if something is required, like, you know, one is covered by black plastic, uh, the others start feeding it instead of just going like, oh, tough luck, you know, one, one less for us and more food for us. It's um, to, to have a more nurturing approach individually and that then leads to a real whole and healthy team that respect each other that like each other that that motivate each other that there's no bashing there is no backstabbing there is no you know oh god boss wants me to work an hour more or anything like that it doesn't even come up as a question it's like they see what needs to be done and then it's gonna then to do it you know or i do it and and so that comes kind of in, in, in the same vein, right? It's, it's like go through the individual, but you will arrive at the whole, you know, so the company basically being the forest, right? But consisting of those individuals in each department. So how would you describe that leadership then? Like what would be your philosophy on leadership as a whole? Is it empowering others? Is it creating a vision and, and trying to have them? see the vision within the vision, how, how would you describe this type of leadership style? 
all of the above, really. It's, um, again, communicating a moral compass, I think, just inspires people to step back and look at what decisions they're making and why they're making them. And also making them aware of what effect it has both on their coworkers and on the customers and on the suppliers and on the product itself. And in our case, the product is more of an artistic creation. We have never built the same thing twice. Um, it's because we go with the place. Um, so every place wants something else there and something else fits. That of course is also influenced by you know market. You know, do you have a market for that particular product in that area or not? Um, what do you do if you don't have trees around? You know, how do you create a natural environment despite of that, et cetera? So all that goes into it. And then um that consciousness behind that, if that is communicated properly, everybody I believe is inherently good and inherently wants to do the right thing and if they have somebody who goes you know rings the bell occasionally and goes like hey you know are, are we still on track is that really the right thing i know we could save a buck by going with cheaper material or you know we could do it faster but the quality would be lower you know do we really want to do that so i i i really try to not be the one who makes all the decisions um I, I see myself again, like with the trees, more of a, of a, and I by any means don't mean this condescending as a, as a shepherd, you know, like a tree heart. I, I, I try to guide it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, everybody walks where they walk and uh, take the steps that they stay, take. And um, one of the motivating things in it is that we promote from within. It's um, if, if we need a managerial position, I'd rather invest time and money in a person to bring them up to that instead of going to a headhunter and hiring a new manager hmm. that has maybe some university credentials or whatever, but hasn't, doesn't, maybe doesn't have the attitude. So we really hire by attitude. Like what's your soul gesture when you walk in the door? How do you respond to questions, criticism, all those things, right? So your your comeback there, your your how you approach things positively, negatively, or you have glass half full, glass half empty guy, all that has to fit the team because we have a good team, and I, I want to preserve that. So that's where my the focus has to be. And not in, well, he has, you know, five degrees and six, you know, honorary, whatever. It's like, that's great. You know, and if that's the right person, awesome. But if not, if it's somebody who has no college education and no background in anything, but is an awesome guy, hardworking, intelligent, wants to learn, you know, is eager. Heck yeah. I, I take that guy all day long or the gal. It's uh Yeah. I love that, Gerhard. Well, it seems like your your um, soul, like intention, is really focusing the business around people, and as they say, you know, culture, eating strategy for breakfast. You shared a lot about leadership today, Gerhard, and I just want to ask you this last question: that is, in all of this, what is your definition of a real leader? Well, see where 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 to go. Um, 
again, I, I, I believe that um, you have to do what you love and you have to love what you do. And money is a secondary side effect. If you do things right, money will just come. It, you know, if everybody feels good about your product, your company, you will be successful. It's almost, you know, inevitable. So to have to focus on that is like, we need to maximize, you know, profit margins. No, that's not our approach. We, we really look at how do we maximize, you know, the team, the, the, the product, the, the, the customer satisfaction. We do very little advertisement. It's all word of mouth. Any, any customer of ours has actually become a friend. And if you go to them and say, hey, how was the build with Tremendous? You, you will just hear, you know, positive rat. And so it kind of grows naturally out of itself if you have to write, you know, if you plant the right seeds, if you will. And so, and again, I, I think, you know, just being conscious also of the planet and, and how we use materials and, uh, you know, how we down to how we deal with, you know, wood scraps, you know, we just, you know, pump them in, in a trash container or do we actually compost them or use them as firewood in the shop, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a very broad definition in my book, what makes a, a, a good leader, a really good leader and um, somebody that has the impact. And it's really comes back down to just give a direction, just, just give hints, right? And let the whole thing just grow, let it just, you know, water here and there a little bit and, and you know, prune a little bit here and there, but it will do its own thing. There's no reason to worry. I love that. Gerhard Sage wisdom here today on the Relators Podcast. Thanks for coming on today. For Gerhard Comenda, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, do what you love, and always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Gerhard. Thank you. Hey, Relators, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Relators.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner. 
to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.